This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. However you're listening to the show today, just know we always pray before the show so that you, so that the show's never about us. That it's always about where does God want the conversation to go? And you know, if you listen to the show regularly, the conversations often go in a direction that is really meaty. And it has nothing to do with the show prep. I mean, I do a lot of show prep, but it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that we just ask the Lord to guide the conversations. And so we are so thankful that you've tuned in from all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, and all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. But there's so many of you listening to the podcast, listening now to the uh, to the power pods and listening to the power thoughts on many music stations, Christian music stations. We're just grateful that you're tuning in. Make sure you let us know that you're tuning in. That's right, Jim. So, you know, a fun way to just interact with our listeners is by Facebook and just um, being able to see comments and um, just track the conversation there is just a lot of fun for me anyway. I don't know. You sometimes get on Facebook and take a look at it, but I know there's a lot of people just um, following along that way. So we thank you for that. And we just ask you to um, let us know what is going on in your world, if there's something that we can pray for. We want to certainly be there for you. So please connect with us um, either through instant message or on our contact page on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. You know, all of us have a calling on our lives. Have you heard this before? We have a mission and we're called to fulfill that mission. What's interesting is that sometimes that calling has an expiration date. Now, I'm not talking about the calling to share the gospel with our neighbors or friends and family. That, 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 calling never expires. I'm talking about specific execution of the calling that's put on your life. You may be an insurance agent that you're called, then you're called to sell used cars, and then you're called to sell IT services, then you're called to do radio. That could be your calling. Sounds like yours. Sounds like mine. That's my path, but probably not yours. Dr. Jim Harris has been a frequent guest on this show. In the last 10 years, the Lord has shifted him from corporate consulting to faith and work discipleship, and now back to corporate consulting with the background of incorporating faith and work. I'm glad you're all here today to listen to this conversation. As so many of us think we're on one path and we go off on another path, but God directs us back to the first path, which is where he wants us to be. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to I Work For Him. It is great to be with both you, both of you too. I miss seeing you guys. We've known each other for years. And Jim, I really don't want to see your face, but I'd love to see Martha's. <laughs> Wow, only you a know, true brother would say things like that and, and on yep, a live radio and yet program. You keep inviting him back. This is just a, you know. <laughs> Michael, like remind me the next race. time Jim calls in to say, yeah, <laughs> sorry, we changed our mind about the show today. Oh, well, we're excited for our listeners that maybe have never heard an interview with you before um, to get to know you and your heart. All right. Thrilled to be here. Seriously, thank you so much for inviting me back. Yeah, it's it's fun, and I'll I'll think twice before I do it again. All right. So, how have you seen God working in your life recently, Doctor Jim Harris? Well, I've seen him work for a lot of years, but in the last few months, he has exceedingly abundantly brought to me what I now call my Caleb quarter, my fourth quarter in my life. I'm 65, but I'm not stopping. Ain't no stopping me now, like the old song. And he's brought to me, Jim, a new, fresh vision for how he wants me to finish strong. And I've never been more excited about it, but it's taken a lot of years to get to this place to where he could finally tell me 
what it is he's been wanting to tell me for a long time. You know, I checked back. The first time we talked was March of 2013. I, I checked. I was looking at and, and yes, I never delete an email so I can go back and check things like that. But it's the first time you and I had a phone conversation, and Martha wasn't involved back then. But that was about a month before we went on the air. So you look at the, you look at the, the transformation, the, the road that the Lord has taken you on in the last six years and the road the Lord has taken us on in the last six years. It's quite a path of transformation. Share how the Lord has moved you in your working life in this last decade. Well, in the last decade, around 10 years ago, I was finishing my, um, my work as the Jim Harris Group, as a keynoter, as a business book writer, flying all over the country, all over the world, primarily giving keynotes with a little bit of advising on the side. Then he put on me a heart to help disciple um, faith believers in business. So I shifted and started doing some work in there and have launched even a 501c3 from that time. But now I'm back into working toward and working with much bigger companies, but not as a speaker, not as a coach, but as a consultant advisor. So he shifted me from being on the stage to being off the stage, but now going deep with a client instead of just showing up for 60 minutes. So what's the difference between a consultant and a consultant advisor? Well, I tell you what, Jim, um, for many, many years while I was, I've been on the stage, uh, 26 years the Jim Harris Group has been alive. Wow. Um, that's after I left the Eckerd Corporation from right down there in Clearwater mm-hmm. and started my company. I did not want to be called a consultant, because I always thought a consultant, uh, Jim, show me your watch, and I'll tell you what time it is, and I'll pay me $10,000, and I'll get back on the plane. Well, I want a job like that. (laughs) Oh, I tell you, well, I I was, frankly, I was condescending, forgive me, Lord, toward this idea of being, getting into the trenches, going deep, and really helping from the inside out transform companies. But all along, that's what God wanted me to do, and only recently have I submitted enough and listened enough to say, that's it. That's it. Thanks for being patient. You always came running after me. And now I see that going into a consultant, an advisor is, let me give you a couple of pieces of information. A consultant is, let's get this thing fixed for the long term from the inside out. That's exact. That's how I look at it anyway. So, okay, so the Lord pulls you out of corporate America. This is this way I see it, from a guy looking from the outside. I mean, you started with the organization called To a Higher Level to a higher level. You're writing books, great books, by the way. And, I, and I'm going to get back to that question in a second, because I got a question on the next book here. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then you move that to drjimharris.com. And now to Di- is it Dynatos or Dynatos Global? Dynatos. D-Y-N-A-T-O-S. D-Y-N-A-T-O-S. Dynatos Global. All right. What do you think the Lord's wanted you to learn from this journey over this last decade? Be willing to shift. Submit and shift. And part of that shift is to move in total faith. Because my God, your God, our God is able to supply all of our needs exceedingly abundantly through his grace. So don't try to do it on your own. Submit, listen, and shift when the time is right. That's really one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last 10 years. You wrote about that in one of your books that I read. I'm trying to think of which book it was. Mm, it was the undercover, the reporter guy. You talked about a, a big shift in an organization. I can't remember which one it was. Mm. The Impactor. Yeah, yep. the Impactor. Yeah. So this, this, so you were really speaking from your own heart because that's what you were really learning at that time, this learning to shift. Isn't it really all about obedience, though? It is. Submission is obedience. Will I submit? And it's not in a, in a mean, uh, God's going to treat me bad way. It's just saying, your will be done, not mine. Just like we celebrated... 
just recently on the resurrection weekend that Jesus submitted. If this can pass, please, but your will not mine. That's submission. You know, when you said that um, being willing to shift, it actually made me think about how a lot of people are too prideful to be willing to shift because they're like, nope, this is what I know I'm supposed to, I got to do. How, how do you, what do you say to um, people listening right now that say, you know, they're holding on to something so tight that they're not willing to, to be loose? Well, um, if you hold on to something so tight because you think you control it and you think it's all about you and about what you want, may you not be drug down to the bottom of the pit and still hanging on to something you should have <laughs> let go of a long time ago. Um, you know, I wasn't hanging on to my company. I was seeking something different. And what happened in my company, Martha, the, the Jim Harris Group, I flatlined for seven years. I had always had great numbers going all over the place, and all of a sudden it just dried up. It was, eh, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. I was still trying to be head-led, an idea-led, an opportunity-led, and I was coming up with all these things that I, that I thought would work. And, and, and instead of deeply submitting and learning what that meant, and once I came to full submission, then the new vision started easing, easing, easing into clarity. Isn't it also true, Dr. Harris, that when you hold on to something so tight, you often squeeze the very life out of it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as so many um, past uh, great consultants and leaders have said, like Peter Drucker, um, you know, he said that you waste more money trying to revive a corpse than just leading it, <laughs> you know, going on to something else. You, and the way I say it, you know, is typically if you're on a dead horse, dismount. Dr. Jim Harris, it's been so much fun having great conversations with you over the years. We had our first one back in 2013 on the air in 2013 as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you're today, you know, we, we we understand each other a little bit better. I know you keep saying you're like my wife better than me, and I get that. I, I, I married, I'm married up. Brenda called me the other day and said, you know what? Jim married up, too. So, so just so you know, she did. She's got my number. She called. Okay, so here's the question. Before we get back to this whole shifting, this whole idea of what the Lord has for you next, you have written some incredible books. And I'm sorry I couldn't remember the impact, or I don't know why I couldn't remember the impact, but the book that has stuck with me and that I have shared literally thousands of times over the idea behind it and giving away everyone you've given me to give away is our unfair advantage, unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business. Probably the most powerful practical book I've ever read on Christianity, almost like it could be the second book of Acts. Not almost. Remember I said almost. So I know that that book, I saw it highlighted on your Dinatos page. Talk to me about what's next. Do you have another book in, 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 you know, in your mind churning around? Well, writers write. I've written 15 books, so we always have these ideas out there. It's like fleas, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got probably a few more fleas back there. But fleas can be treated. <laughs> writers can be treated. And if it's 15, that means we've missed one, because I, don't, I, we, I think you know we did 11 and 12. And well, the first 10 or 12 were, were not worth reprinting, so we'll oh, just forget okay. about those. Okay, okay? all right. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. Our unfair advantage, in essence, was my story on how I went from being head-led, idea-led, opportunity-led, money-led, all the traditional stuff that non-believers and believers in business, how they're led in business, to being Holy Spirit-led, to letting 
the Lord, through the power of Holy Spirit living inside of us, let him make the decisions. Let him guide us. Because he knows everything about everything, past, present, and future. So why not let the world's greatest consultant that we have free guide us in what we do? So our unfair advantage is unleashing kingdom wisdom and kingdom influence throughout our spheres of influence. The next step, Jim and Martha, I sense, and I've got it roughly outlined, the working title could be, as the Lord leads, the new normal. And the new normal I'm sensing, and this is part of what Dynatos Global, my new consultancy, is all about. The new normal is walking in as a king, because we are kings and priests in the marketplace, to walk in under our anointed excellence, but releasing as a priest, that we walk in like a Daniel, like a Joseph like uh, a Nehemiah, that we have our excellence that we have built up over the years, but once we're there, we're unleashing the kingdom. So the new normal is walking in full spirit and power everywhere we go, not just getting in touch with Holy Spirit, but letting him guide even the conversations. You know, what's amazing about that topic is that there's a lot of people that have grown up in the evangelical church or maybe a real traditional church. They're like, hey, this sounds like weird stuff. No, what Dr. Jim Harris is talking about is right out of... The Gospels that I read, the, the, the books of Acts and Paul that he wrote, and Peter, and so many of the authors. But this these are new concepts, because there was never a sermon that I heard growing up till the time I was ever, okay, like even to today, on talking about utilizing God's wisdom in our workplace by the through the power of the Holy Spirit, actually listening to the Holy Spirit as we we're doing our jobs all day long and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to intermingle with our day to day. That's a new concept for a lot of people. So I think it, that, so I think that book will be what will be very well received. Mm-hmm. I think it needs a little more powerful, you know, get you kind of title though. Cause the oh, new normal, I don't know, I don't know the new, the, I'm, I, I like, I don't know. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. Well, I don't want you two to get in an argument over a potential book time. <laughs> She's Come on. Know, she right? just threw something at me. It was like this dirty uh... look. Like, don't tell him that. Okay. All right. Let's get, let's get back to this. So go back to your conversation on your story. Cause Dr. Jim Harris, you have, the Lord has been stretching you pretty, pretty hard. The last, oh, yeah. It's been well over a decade, but as you said, it was seven years as you tried to, you know, keep the Dr. Jim Harris group alive and breathing, but then God started to shift you. You know, a lot of Jesus followers, when they all of a sudden, for the first time, go all in Jesus, they think that, well, in order to do that, they have to quit their job and go into, quote unquote, ministry. Well, when in fact, God needs them right where they are in the ministry that they're already doing each and every day. But most of us don't have that paradigm in our heads that our workplace is our mission field. Did you make that kind of jump too? Because when you went all in for the Lord, you kind of walked away from the Jim Harris group and you started a ministry. Two times in my last 15 years, I've been approached by the senior pastor of two different, two very well-run and very well-respected conservative um, congregations, the ones that I grew up in, as to be their number two dude to come in, to walk, go into full-time ministry. And neither one of them just seemed good, like Acts 16 says. It just it didn't seem good. To, to So I have been asked to go into ministry, and the way I look at it, Jim and Martha, is that when we talk about, oh, you're in a business ministry, ministry is a church word. Ministry is a church mountain word. There are six other mountains, six other big chunks of spheres of influence. I don't talk about business ministry. I talk about business initiatives, 
Because when you say ministry, even with a believer, if you walked into another believer's business and say, hey, I'm with a ministry, the first thing they're thinking about, okay, how much are they going to ask for me today so they can keep their mm-hmm. light bill? The light's on in that place, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So we need to start thinking about not just what we do as a ministry, it's really a kingdom initiative. What are we doing exactly where we're planted? Joseph changed government mountains. Daniel changed government mountains. Abezalel had an anointing when he was in the in the desert with Moses to do beautiful works with gold and silvers and have an entire team. He was in the marketplace, and in fact, he was the first one to ever have Holy Spirit upon him. And one more thing, Jesus said several times, I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. That's being led by Holy Spirit. He was the perfect example as he lived his three years in official ministry, mostly in the marketplace, of how to be led. You know, I love the fact that um, you just get so excited about what you're talking about. (laughs) I, I wanted to say in the last segment, you said something. You said, I've never been so excited. And I'm like, wow. Jim Harris getting more excited. But, you know, God's given you such incredible clarity. And you are exactly right. This whole word ministry is such a church word. But if you if you look at it with that perspective of an initiative, um, that can really help people because it's it seems a whole lot more proactive and active. I think ministry we kind of look at is a little bit more laid back and maybe not so intentional. So I really like where you're going with that. So um, how do how do people, you know, you you had the Lord really helping you shift into different things over the years. What do you say to our listeners as they're listening and saying, you know, I feel that God's been telling me to make some changes, but I'm really I'm not really sure about how obedient I want to be or or what that's going to look like or how much it's going to hurt. Without question, that's where you need to seek other people that have gone through it Mm. or have the spiritual acuteness, the spiritual awareness to to give you perspective on on where you're going and where the next steps might be. Um, They don't have to agree with it. It's not for them to agree with what your next step, but to come in as intercessory prayer warriors on your behalf, to stand in the gap with you and just walk through you as the Lord clarifies. We need those folks to throw these ideas off of and actually um, have people more than just pray, but to commune and intercede for us on these steps. Um, That's a tough thing to find sometimes. I had a tough time finding those myself, but once I found a few, that's all I needed, just a few, just a few witnesses, and they've helped guide me and clarify and polish where I'm going. So you've got to seek other people's inputs that you trust, that you know that are spirit-led. So how many uh, different people do you have speaking into you? I mean, as accountability people, so people that you're accountable to. I mean, how many people do you have like that in your life? I have about six or seven. Wow. Do they always all agree with the direction that they're giving you? Um, No, because when you look at, when you you pray and when you sense the Lord leading you somewhere, it's not other people's vision. It's not other people's destiny. It's yours. You're just asking, am I missing something obvious? Is there, is there something, do you have a witness? Do you have a sense on this? It's not, okay, four of you agree, two of you disagree, I'm going to do it. It is just helping clarify the witness. Go back and read in Acts 16 once again, when all the preachers got together on the great controversy, do you circumcise or not circumcise? Three times in that chapter, it seemed good to us 
and Holy Spirit, to us and Holy Spirit. That's where you get the witness between our unfair advantage. You have the same Holy Spirit, Jim and Martha, that I do. Do you have a witness? Does it seem good to you? And if it doesn't, and if I trust that you're really listening to the Lord, then I'm going to go, wait a minute, maybe I need to reshift. Sometimes, though, we just got to be brave enough to say, nope, I know that I know that I know. I only need one witness. Let's go. Check them out online. Check them out lots of different places online. You can check out in your local, uh, you know, uh, post office wall, too. they got pictures of them everywhere. <laughs> you know, check them out online, dinatosglobal.com, dinatosglobal.com. Dr. Jim Harris, it's always fun hearing how the Lord's been working in your life. And here's a question for you. So God started working in your life 15 years ago, really in a major, major, major way. Uh-huh. Would you trade places with the Dr. Jim Harris who was making big cash 15 years ago with the Dr. Jim Harris today? Nope. No, 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 no. Don't make me. Don't ask me. Don't force me. No, no, sir. No, I would not. And there's so many reasons I would not. I have so much more clarity and peace about where I'm going in my real destiny. I was searching for it, looking for it in all the wrong places 15 years ago, even though I was going to church and I was doing good things and not cheating anybody. But now I have so much more depth in in the Word, so uh, so much more of a close relationship with the Lord. I wouldn't trade it for anything, Jim. How about Brenda? What would she say? Absolutely not. Um, and she would say no the same way, because now we have so much faith, we know that our God will always supply all of our needs. We have absolute—we be, we believe the Word. We just look at the Bible and say, I believe that. If it's in here, I believe it. And so we know that we're going to be taking care of all of our needs, all of our needs. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of the way to put this in it. I, I'm not an antagonist. You know that about me. But, but, but I I'm, am. And Jim is. But, you know, I'm thinking um, something like the question, has it been easy getting from where you were 15 years ago to today? Absolutely not. It's been a tremendous struggle. We've gone through spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our eye-opening, oh, my goodness, there's more to the power of Holy Spirit than salvation. And many may not agree with that, but we've lived it. When you hear demonic voices coming out of someone very dear to you, you know, it's a shock. Mm -hmm. And so that really started our journey in going deeper with the Lord. I mean, he cast out demons all the time. What does that mean to look like? Well, we've learned a little bit over the years and through that so much more. So, no, it has not been easy. Brenda's gone through, I mean, an incredibly hard and difficult non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, six massive chemo treatments. And we knew she was healed after the fourth one, but there was a witnessing that went on afterwards. So we've gone through some physical and financial challenges, as well as spiritual. But Martha, I wouldn't trade for anything, because where we are now is so much better, so much better. So let's talk about where you are now. So God has you leading in a, in a, a fresh direction. And what does that look like in Dinatos Global? The Lord gave me the seed for Dinatos Global, when I happened to attend uh, our good friend, we all know we all know him, Andy Mason with Heaven mm-hmm. in Business out at Bethel Church. And Andy was doing a program. I came to watch him and catch up with him. And he asked this question, guys, and this is the question that planted the seed that became Dinatos Global. Andy asked the question, what if Elon Musk met a supernatural God? <laughs> that lit, I said, whoa, wait a minute, you mean... Walking in like a a Daniel or a Joseph or an Esther or a Nehemiah with supernatural answers from a supernatural God? 
that really, God, how, how can that happen? And over the last couple of years, it just slowly, slowly, but now it's accelerated. That's exactly what God wants us to do. Why not step in like a Daniel, like a Joseph, and say, this is the interpretation of that dream, Pharaoh, king. And imagine how you can shift nations when you just have the boldness and the courage to say, I don't have the answer to your solution, but I know the one who does. So, did you dream when, some, when, when Andy Mason from Heaven and Business asked you that question, what if Elon Musk became a Jesus follower? Uh, did you dream what that would look like? I'm just trying to think. I mean, he just announced yesterday that they want to have a thousand or a million um, Teslas driving around as taxi cabs in the next two years. I mean, just, why should he be the only one thinking in billions and billions and billions? We want to fund the end time harvest, Jim and Martha. That's what we want to fund the end time harvest. Why should we do, be doing it chump change and small, you know, just uh, spare spare time? We should be the one. Our God is the God of innovation and creativity, not Elon Musk. It's compelling vision. It's yeah. compelling vision. And, and I think that's been lacking in the church. It compelling has. vision in order to get Jesus followers who have the billions, and there are plenty of them out there, giving them something to really invest their, 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 their bite, to get their teeth into. So, all of us are just one idea. All your listeners, we, you as a listener, you're only one idea away from a billion dollars. Imagine this. What if you were a reverse tither? You said, Lord, I want to be a reverse tither. I'm going to keep 10% and, 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 and so 90%. What's 10% of a billion dollars? More than I need to live on. Let's see, that'd be 10 million. What if, no, no, 100. What if? Oh, sorry, 10, sorry. Well, I forgot this, a zero. I asked this question the other night of a group. I said, what if? What's 1% of a billion dollars? Okay, now I got that one. 10 million. Is that enough, Jim, for you and Martha to live quite well the rest of your lives? You could be a 99% tither to fund the end-time harvest. Jesus only said church three times. He talked about the kingdom over 100 times. We've got to release the kingdom. Not just, We've tried to plant churches for 2,000 years, and that's important. But we're going to shift it to the marketplace. That's where the end-time harvest is, going to the marketplace. So what if Elon Musk's? And Tim Cook's met a supernatural God. How could that shift millions of hearts and souls? Well, and, and the deal is that there are many of those billionaires and almost trillionaires that have met a quote-unquote Jesus, but they weren't impressed because of whatever it may be. I mean, there's no way they've lived life without being introduced to Jesus or hearing about Jesus. But it was it was it compelling, or was it one of those Christian business people that drove us to being on I work for him? Somebody that said they they love Jesus, but their behavior looked like something different. So let's talk about how you're going to use Dynatos Global to impact the kingdom to to bring about not not necessarily revival. Because I'm going to argue our good friend Lance Walnut would say you can't have a revival. Because you can't revive somebody who hasn't been vived the first time, as he, as, as he says. Yeah, you're right. And he, and he says it just like that, vived the first time. <laughs> he was shaking his head. Just yeah, like and, and he, but he's got hair, so it makes it even more impressive. But, but really, we're talking about a reformation of our society yeah. with the power of Jesus, guided by the Holy Spirit, doing the reformation. How does Dynato Dynatos Global fit into that? As simple as I can state it, and it's succinctly, we will walk with organizations that are tired of trying to solve the same problems with the old formulas. We simply add one major element to the traditional business consulting process. Generally, Bain, 
you know, the, the big boys, the McKenzie, they come in with a big situational analysis, and let's create an activation plan. They go from situation, okay, what are we going to do about it? Let's create a plan. Dynatos will walk in and say, well, there's a couple of phases in between that, that what we do. We want to bring in a phase of revelation. We're going to ask God, who has a supernatural answer to every natural problem and every sphere of influence in every nation, we're going to intercede, and we're going to ask for revelation on how to solve your very unique problem. And then interpretation. What does that mean for you? We have a team that will do that for you. So we're going to go from situation to revelation to interpretation, and then, just like Nehemiah, between Nehemiah 1 and Nehemiah 2, 1, chapter 2, verse 1, when he went into revelation and interpretation, he came out with a plan to rebuild in 52 days what Erza and his team couldn't do in 13 years. So, uh, uh, all right, so I love that. Now, I'm not, I'm not speechless. I'm trying to figure out, because there's a lot of people listening today that aren't running a big corporation. But yet, what you just said is the way we're supposed to really approach all of our issues, whether they are mm-hmm. super big or super small, but if we got issues, you know, you identify a problem, that's the first battle. Just admit that you got one. But now you're talking about revelation, so seeking God to reveal, that's what revelation means, to reveal a solution to that. And then use interpretation. You're saying, hey, we're going to have prayer warriors on this deal to help us to understand what did God reveal and how does that apply to your situation? And then you're talking about execution at the end, putting it into action based on what you've heard through prayer and scripture reading. That corporate model, I don't know that that's ever been tried before, has it? Well, I've had a chance to chat with some very high-ranking men and women that you and I both know, all three of us know very well, that are some of the heroes of the marketplace movement. And they've already told me, they said, no one has taken this approach ever. This has got you know, this has got some stuff on it. So, and I'm just, I know that I know that I know that this is going to walk into some pretty big companies and even countries will be asking us, how can you do this? How can you help us with this? I don't have the answers. I'm not claiming that I do. But the advisors that I am putting together um, and the advisory team that we're building literally as we speak, they will have the expertise to come in and say, we understand this area. But we have a, we have an unfair advantage. How about that? And we want to unleash that unfair advantage for you. Now, do you expect the people that you're working for to be Jesus followers, or do you expect nope. to be able to present the solution to pre to, to unbelievers as well? The pharaohs did not care where the answers came from. When Joseph came out of the prison, that pharaoh didn't care from where the solution came. He just wanted a solution. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when you got that solution, you're number two, son. You're going to run this whole thing for us because that solution is... Daniel was ten times wiser. We don't care. You you like that God? Great. You bring your God in here, but then that helped save the Jewish states. So I believe this is going to be as much for sheep nations as it will for goat nations. We'll just see the doors the Lord opens. Okay, you just threw that one out there. Now we're going to have to explain sheep nations, goat nations. So sheep nations are ones that are following the Lord, who recognize his lordship, that are really endorsing the existence of Israel. The goat nations are the opposite. So, uh, it, and that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time, way deeper than we can go into on I Work For Him this afternoon. All right, so how, I mean, You've been consulting with large corporations for decades. It's part of what the Jim Harris Group used to do. Do you expect that you'll get 
return people say come back jim with your new approach i mean how do you get people to engage you when you tell them listen i'm going to bring back a supernatural solution this time not just what jim harris has in his head we are simply praying for those companies that have ears to hear i have been told by too many people across across the board from all over the country that there are people out there waiting for a call they're saying we need this we we are stuck we are in financial stagnation we have leadership issues we need an answer that we've not been able to find in years Mm -hmm. come and help us so we know once we have that opportunity just to make the call that we will be getting that business that doesn't sound like a marketing plan that's not a traditional marketing plan is it jim (laughs) i mean aren't we supposed to do facebook ads and aren't we supposed to do mailers no this is relational the lord will reveal the ones that we are to call and once we do we know that those people are going to say come work with us but Dr. Jim Harris, you have the Lord's led you to create Donatas Global, and you talked in the last segment that you really, you, 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 after somebody has said, "Hey, I got a problem," and you said, "We're going to seek revelation. We're going to ask God to reveal a solution and interpret that solution and apply it directly to your organization, and then put that into execution." But that takes a lot of prayer, and that takes intercessors who don't really know about the situation, except for to know about the situation, but to hear God's voice. You got a team of intercessors put together yet? Because that's going to take some pretty big prayer in order to be able to accomplish this. Yes. In fact, I do know some intercessory teams around the country, uh, ladies in particular, um, who actually run for-profit intercessory teams exactly for businesses. I'm familiar with them. Plus, I have a team here in Pensacola, Florida, where I live, that we're building up to do the same. So, yes, it's going to take that kind of team. To, um, to get the kind of uh, deep revelations that we would be seeking for these massive problems at Dynatos. Mm-hmm. So let, we've said the name enough times, Dynatos Global. Let us know what that means. Well, Martha, about four months ago, I, didn't, I never heard that word before. I didn't know what it meant, believe it or not. And it came to me in my study of some Bible verses, particularly Matthew nineteen twenty six. But Jesus looked at him and said, um, with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. The all things are possible, that possible, that word is the Greek word dynatos. Mm. Dynatos is used 35 times in the New Testament, either for possible or mighty or able or strong. You know, my God is able to provide all that I need. I mean, those kind of verses. So dynatos basically means with God it's possible, and that's what we want to bring into this situation. We want to bring in the supernatural God with supernatural answers to your natural problem. That's fabulous. Okay. I like it. So what you know, we get a lot of listeners today that are, like I said, not at the top of the corporate ladder. That's okay. They're working in the middle. They're working at the bottom. They're working. Not, they're not working in corporate America. They're working in healthcare America. They're lo- working in educational America, and we're praying heavily for you there. Yeah. And, and and they're working out there in the on the highways and the byways and some jobs that involve getting dirty every day. How does this idea of Dynatos apply to their jobs? Because they're not they're they're not they're not directly influencing the the decisions of the day. But they have issues that need a God-sized solution. They need to learn to exercise their unfair advantage. What does it look like for Bob the plumber and Jane the hairdresser and Betty the mom? Okay, I just did Bob, Betty, and Jane. Sorry. (laughs) It's back to your uh, book days of Mm -hmm. elementary. That's right. 
I have a, a very dear local friend here in Pensacola. I'll just use his first name, Rick. Um, he has his own mechanic shop, a mobile mechanic shop. He doesn't work as a traditional mechanic, although in the natural, he is incredibly good. He works as a spiritual mechanic. Whenever he gets to your vehicle, and he's worked on our car several times, he, said, he asks, Holy Spirit, what's wrong with this? He'll stop and ask, Holy Spirit, what's wrong with it? I believe it might be the spark plug wire, but is there something else? And time after time after time, he gets the, ooh, it might be, and he checks it out, and that's what it is. He actually uses the supernatural God and the supernatural power of Holy Spirit to solve mechanical issues when he fixes cars. So anybody can use this. I, I yes. understand, and, and but yet you have to know your scriptures to know that this is within legitimate usage of the Holy Spirit. I mean, when you look at Philip, Philip is just trying to be obedient. He's sharing the gospel in the village, and the Lord says, "Hey, head out on the highway." And he said, starts heading out on the highway and he runs into Ethiopian eunuch. Hmm. Okay. So he just was listening. And, and, and then he said, here's the Ethiopian eunuch talking and reading from Isaiah chapter 53, I believe it was. And then the Ethiopian eunuch says, Hey, come on. I mean, he, he put himself in the right spot because he said, Lord, what do you want me to be doing here? And, and then he shares with the Ethiopian eunuch. He ends up baptizing him. And then he goes, poof, and he heads off to the next assignment. This is not out of the realm of what we read about in, in Acts or in the New Testament. Yet, honestly, Jim, I don't know what kind of church you go to, but I've never, ever heard this in a sermon on a Sunday, that we should consult the Lord about our, our issues. A lot of times we're taught that God doesn't really care about the small stuff. He wants us to be, you know, he wants to ask big questions. But I believe firmly that God absolutely cares about the intimate small details in our lives each and every day. All of us, personally, professionally, no matter where we are. But explain that to me. Well, without question, he knows he knows everything from everything, past, present, and future. He knew us before, before the world was even created by Jesus. He knew what was going to go on. He knew where we were going to be, because he knows everything. And he lives inside us. The God of the universe, his Spirit, lives inside us. And even in the book of John, when Jesus was teaching it, you know, the disciples the last few days he was on earth, he said, you love me and we will manifest ourselves to you. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit I'm going to send you after I'm gone, he's not going to speak on his own authority, but he will only tell you what I tell him, whatever God tells him, and I'll even tell you things to come. Either we believe that or we don't. Either we accept it, that he knows everything about everything, Martha, Jesus even knows, Holy Spirit even knows the best color for the carpet in your new home. Amen. And we I need mean, some because it's all tile. Silly, but he does. He, yeah. knows what, he knows more about what you like than what you do. Well, and, and it's I just know, matter, and I know are you going gonna to let him make the decisions for you? You're going to keep making them for yourself. And I know that you live that out because we have had a meal with you at a restaurant where you even um, displayed that by <laughs> as soon as we ordered... I don't even know if it was before we ordered, you prayed for the meal. And you said, you said, why not pray that they pick the the best piece of meat or the one that's, you know, not spoiled or, you know, whatever it might be. Why not pray for that before it happens and trust that the person in the kitchen makes good decisions that, you know, trickle down to you. And so I've, we've seen that personally firsthand in your life. 
But, you know, let's let's just talk about some more practical ways in these last couple of minutes that are left of the show, because um, mm-hmm. for our listeners that are hearing this and saying, I just didn't think about it. Now, you know, I know I've um, I practiced a lot of prayer when I was hiring or firing and things like that. But what other things can people be doing in their work that they can start to practice this relationship with Holy Spirit? As you come into your workplace, as you're in your workplace, even as you leave your workplace, just don't look with your physical eyes. Just don't listen with your physical ears. Walk in with your spiritual eyes. Walk in with your spiritual ears. We are a spirit living in a body. When we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, we have the potential power of Holy Spirit within us if we are willing to practice it, just like any kind of sports, any kind of athletics. you got to practice, practice, practice. First thing I talk about in the book, Our Unfair Advantage. And walk in with spiritual ears and say, Holy Spirit, is something in here I need to know? You want to tell me something? What's going on today that I need to know? And you would be amazed when you practice and just listen and tune in of a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a sense of something, or you walk up and you say, you know, I just had your daughters on my mind. I just want to pray for your daughter. Mm. You may not know how impactful that would be, even for an unbeliever. You know, Jim, we're almost out of time, and I want to make sure that you get a chance to tell people how to best engage with you in case they've been curious about the conversation today and they want to engage Dynatos Global to come in and revolutionize their organization. How do people get a hold of you? Well, the easiest way is uh, just go to, as you mentioned, Jim, earlier, Dynatos Global, D-Y-N-A-T-O-S, DynatosGlobal.com. We have a landing page. Um, you can also email me at Jim at DynatosGlobal.com. Um, and those would be the two best ways, mm-hmm. quickest ways to get in touch with me. All right. Last question. Mercy Me has this great song, Dear Younger Me. What do you wish your younger you knew that you know today? 30 seconds. That the Holy Spirit was more than just for salvation, that he came and power at Pentecost so that we could then do the work of the ministry that God's given us to do. Okay, you left me with too much time. Those are some good words. It was very good words, but you left me with too much time. Okay. (laughs) But he knows that he knows Uh, the answer. He knows that he knows the answer. (laughs) So, Dr. Jim Harris, you've got this incredible book, Our Unfair Advantage, Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit. You put it in your business, but it really is in your life, in in your your daily life, in your work life. Would you be willing to give away a copy of that book today? Sure, absolutely. Let me send you one or two. No, no, I want to have you send it directly to our listeners. 866-713-9675. Call in, get a copy of the book, Our Unfair Advantage, 866-713-WORK. Dr. Jim Harris, thanks so much for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for sharing more about Dynatos Global. What I look forward to is the next interview when you bring back some of those leaders who have experienced mm-hmm. Dynatos and have lived to tell about it. Dr. Jim Harris, thanks for being on the show oh, today. Thank you both so much. It's great being with you thank again. You. God bless you both. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.